0: Uh, begins on Amud Hay on page 5 with the words Perik Aleph Etanya and it goes up till Amud uh, 10 uh, with the ends with the words Ponim uh, The Outer Rebbe is uh, going to uh, prove from different, various, different Chazal. The point that he's trying to make uh, with the uh, main point of the Tanya, what he's trying to make is that there are two parts uh, to the person that is serving Hashem uh, there is the external part of the person, and then there is the inner part of the person. The external part of the person serving Hashem that is a reference to the uh, person's thoughts, speech, and action, they are called also Levushim. These are uh, activities, we call them external parts of the soul, because those are items that are uh, revealed and uh, relatively speaking they are outside Uh, they're revealed, they are distant uh, from the uh, soul. Um, The other aspect is the inner part of the soul. That is basically what goes on, uh, the status of the person in his status on the inside. Uh, The inside is a reference about the person's, Uh, Ave Vihira, his love and his fear and his other emotional and intellectual parts of his soul which are much more inner and they're much more uh, connected uh, uh, and they're much more self uh, for the soul and they do not come out in a revealed way as do the uh, thought, speech and action of the person. Basically, this is important to realize, uh, this analysis is important because uh, as the al will explain that one's uh, status, uh, one's state uh, in uh, the external level, what goes on in his Machshava dibur which means if his thoughts, speech and action are perfect, that still doesn't tell us much about what goes on on his inside level, what's going on inside uh, the person. And uh, it's possible uh, that a person who can uh, be uh, perfect and do everything in his thought, speech and action, but yet his inside, um, what's going on inside him has not yet or is not Um, been uh, in a way that it is uh, totally uh, devoted to Hashem Uh, and on the other hand uh, there is a whole uh, aspect there is a whole separate uh, uh, connection and uh, level in which a person changes around and deals with his inside. Um, I'm just saying very briefly because we'll see all the uh, the different how this uh, comes out in various different ways as the al will speak in the Prakim of Tanya that follow. When the al said in the uh, in the introduction that he's going to explain the pasuk of K'or so v'lecha hadavar mi'oyid the Al Rebbe. Basically, is going to explain. Al Rebbe said how this is close, how it's very attainable. The level of love and fear of Hashem, uh, the level of machshava, dibur and ma'isa, which means machshava, dibur and ma'isa. This is the point that the Al Rebbe is going to explain. How is it close that the the Actuality, the practical application of one's uh, performance of mitzvah in speaking uh, words of Torah, uh, the makshavah, one's thought of Torah, and maisa, one's act of Torah and mitzvahs, uh, that's fairly kare velacha, that's uh, fairly close to one person. Uh, a person has the ability to attain that. But if you start talking about uh, one's uh, inner self, one's emotional level, one's uh, uh, spiritual, one's intellectual level, uh, to um, have that uh, connected to Hashem, that is not so kareve lecha. So the kareve lecha is really, it's the bificha, bilvabcha, la is the maisis, thought, speed, and action as opposed to what goes on with his inside. The Alpen Rebbe will explain, will introduce uh, the idea over here that one's service needs to also include his inside. That it's not sufficient, it doesn't end with just thought, speech and action but one's service needs to include to change around his inside. And the Alter Rebbe is going to introduce the whole concept that in the inside, there are actually two distinct forces. And these two distinct forces uh, are battling for uh, the person's inside um, that they... Uh, each one of them uh, wants to be in control of uh, the person's inside, and hence, once they're controlled the person's inside, uh, they would also control the person's outside. The person machshava diberemaisa, and there's a battle going on for the person's inside. So, although it's easy for the person. It is attainable, easily attainable for the person to who inside him there's warring between the godly soul and the Nefesh Abamis, the animal soul, over control over his inside. And a person, as the Al Rebbe will explain, may not always have the ability. To win that part of the war and make sure that his inside, what goes on inside him, is totally uh, on the side of his godly soul. But nevertheless, the person does have the ability, and it's Karve lecho, that the uh, manifestation and the outcome of. Uh, that uh, what the person thinks, does, and speaks, uh, he has control that that should be only uh, those items that are um, connected to Hashem and which are proper, which are uh, uh, the Torah Mitzvahs in the Machshove, Mais in the Po'el Mamish. So the al is going to start out by proving uh, in the beginning, from different, various, different places, that there is more uh, than just the outer layer of things, the person's speech, uh, thought, and action, the machshavah, dibra, thought, speech, and action, that there's more than that. So we we'll start with learning the inside. So it begins off by quoting a Braise in the third chapter of Nida. Tanya, we learned in a Braise, Besoif Perik Gimel, the Nida, the end of the third chapter of Nida. So the Braise says over there, That is, that when a person before he is born, before a person is born, and of course, a person is born. A Jewish person is born with a task, a task in this world, uh, in order to uh, uh, be able to to um, change around and work, live in this world, and uh, stay connected to Hashem. Uh, turn around the parts in his own self and parts of the environment in which this Jew finds himself, to turn them around and to have also his uh, uh, body and his uh, environment uh, turned into a place where Hashem rests, where is a connection to Hashem. So in order for a person uh, to be able to successfully for a Jew to be able to successfully accomplish this mission so before he is born so he's administered an oath Uh, in heaven uh, they administer an oath to the person before he's born Uh, to the person meaning the person as he is combined of a soul and a body Person before he is born, what is going to be a person later on, which is going to be the Jew, is going to be an neshama and a body. So they administer the oath and they give him the extra kaychas, uh, uh, the extra powers to be successful in his mission, which he's going to accomplish in this world. And they tell him, that you should be righteous, that's the extra uh, oath means they give him that extra boost uh, to overcome and give him that extra karka's uh, powers so that he should be able to overcome all the challenges and they give him that oath, that oath is sort of a, a an inspiration and a, a boost that he should be a tzaddik and also and also not to be a rush as the Altar Rebbe will explain later on in Tanya, <coughs> these two parts, uh, be a tzaddik and don't be a russia, it seems like it's a repetitive uh, language because if he's a tzaddik then he's not a russia. What does it mean, tihit valti russia? And the Altar Rebbe will explain that uh, as we learn the different level of of a tzaddik, that a true tzaddik is not only one who has mastered his external parts, his machshavah, dibur, and ma'iseh, but somebody who is also in control, and he is fully um, uh, taken, and he is in control fully by his godly soul. So that would be the level of tzaddik, uh, the real tzaddik, who is fully Uh, been transformed, that he is totally in the inside and the outside, in all aspects of him, he is a tzaddik. So the first uh, part of the shavuah is he tzaddik, that he should be a tzaddik. But as we will learn that aspect of a person to be able to totally transform himself, so that also his insight, that he should only be uh, controlled totally only by the nefesh of the kissed by the godly soul that is not something which really everybody has the ability to do and therefore we at least tell him Val Russia so at least minimally don't be a Russia which means uh, don't be in the external level of Russia which means don't in at least in the marsh you should be um, full, whole, and not allow for your machshava Debera to be affected uh, in a way that you will not fully uh, fulfill the Torah Mitzvah. So we, uh, the, the, the verse, the Shavu, is to be understood as a, be it be a tzaddik, but at least Valti Russia. But in any event, Al-Treb is not bringing this down now. We'll talk about it later on in Tanya. And further, there's another part to the shavuah that they tell him. And even if everybody tells you that you are a Tzadik, how would people know that the person is a Tzadik? Because they see how he conducts himself. So he should still, in his own eyes, a person should not he should not accept that uh, evaluation. Of the people but he in his own eyes he consider himself uh, like a Russian. So here too the Al Rebbe uh, is going to prove his point from this statement and he's gonna start to elaborate now in the second part of the statement that a person even if he's told that he's a tzaddik he should be in his eyes like a Russian. If we assume that uh, the um, there's only one aspect of it that is the machshava Dibur and that which means what is considered a person who is righteous who does the right thing known as a tzaddik that is only in the level of the machshava Dibur and that his thought, speech and action he does fulfills in actuality what the Torah and Mitzvah, what Hashem expects of him so that would be a tzaddik so then, when we say that he should consider himself as a Russia, we're going to have problems with that, as we're going to see, as the Al-Tareb is going to ask. The Al-Tareb wants to bring out that really the pshat over here is that if a people say that you're a tzaddik, in other words, they look at you, or it's not only that they tell you, if you see that in that in the outside you're a tzaddik but heyei b'necho as the al is going to be later on in the answer it's kirosho not heyei b'necho roshho but kirosho, like a which means to say that never be sure what's going on in your inside we're not talking about a person should feel like he's actually a Russian in Dibra that he's violating the Torah and Mitzvahs. As we will see. The Altarev wants to bring out from this statement, later on he's going to bring out, that Haye means you should be in your eyes as if you were a Russian. means that your inside have not yet been uh, transformed. Although you're outside, although you're uh, You can tell, people can tell, you can tell, and that's something which is revealed. But still, you must think of yourself on your inside, don't think that that has transformed you. The reason that's important also, I mean, doesn't elaborate that, but it's important for a person to recognize his status, to know what he has yet what to do. So the basically is over that the shvuah of the person is giving is on one hand he is told, given the boost that you should go ahead and be a tzaddik, which means on the highest level, and don't be a russia, which means at least be a benyani, and then telling you also that it's important for the person to, to realize that even though, uh, he is not a Russia in the sense that he still that his Mahshava dibur Maysa is okay, but still he should realize that it's very possible that his inside it has not yet been transformed, and that'll help him to continue his ability to do it in the proper way. Because as the Rebbe is gonna say now, if we're going to say that dipshat is that there is just one thing that we're dealing with. Tzadik means that he should be righteous, Machshov <laughs> Adib that everything what he does should be according to the Torah. And then the, we're still telling the person, Hayyei B'necha that you should be in his eyes. In other words, he should consider himself, no, that he is violating the Torah, he is not following the instruction of the Torah, and that's why he should hold himself like a Rasha. So that's not possible. The Rebbe asked, we need to understand none of his pav base but we this would contradict what we learned in Misov is in the second chapter it says there. <speaking in> that a person should not hold himself evil in front by himself and uh, that would contradict so why are we telling a person that he should uh, uh, consider himself a Russia when the Mishnah says a person should not hold himself like a russia? But as we've explained, as the al Rebbe will explain it, what it really means over here, we're talking: a person should not hold himself uh, uh, for a Russia in the sense that he is uh, actually evil, that he is violating the Torah. That's taka, a person should not consider himself, should not be in his own eyes. Uh, a Russia, because if he does the mitzvahs and he doesn't violate, he should realize that he doesn't violate the mitzvahs, and he should not consider himself a Russia. But as the devil will explain over here, we're talking about when it says in the Shavua that he should be Kenecha Kedusha. We're talking about somebody uh, to feel himself that he has not yet changed around his inside. So inside him, he is still. Or what we call a Benuni, he is still somebody who still has to hasn't transformed his inside, but not in a Russia in the sense that he's actually violating the Torah of As Dalbra will prove further. So first the challenge is to the Braissa, to the Shvua that we learn of the Shvika is it says in a Braissa, it says in a Mishnah that a person shouldn't be a Russia in Know himself. But furthermore, also logically it doesn't make sense for a person to consider if the meaning of HaYebinecha means just evil, the, the Shavuah, that you should consider as if you're doing Avedas, that you're violating the Torah. So that's there's another problem with that. It doesn't make sense logically. But Gam, If in his eyes he will consider himself like evil, so that is uh, automatically, it's inevitably that Yeda that he will feel bad about it. Because uh, a person knows that he is uh, a Rasha. So what happens when a person feels bad? Person feels bad, so a person becomes sad. So becomes depressed, becomes sad. And, and then he will not able to serve Hashem uh, with joy and with uh, a gladness of heart since we know that it's a very important aspect to serve Hashem with joy and with gladness of the heart for the opportunity to be of service to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if a person uh, feels bad or a person thinks no that he's violating the Torah so he's generally uh, has this concept that no matter what he's doing he is violating. He's against Hashem, so he's not doing the right thing, and and therefore he's going to, um, you know, be upset about that and not be able to serve Hashem with joy. That's not possible for us to put a person in such a position that he is uh, not going to be able to um, serve Hashem joyfully. And on the other hand but let's say a person will make up his mind and he will say to himself that no matter what I know actually that I am uh, not I'm under Russia, I'm violating Hashem's will yet he makes up his mind that he doesn't he's not going to feel bad about it, he's going to continue serving Hashem with joy so that means that notwithstanding the fact that he knows that he is uh, a Russia that he's bad and yet he is very happy so that means but if his heart doesn't become, he doesn't feel bad he does, his heart doesn't feel bad at all from the fact that he's a Russia, and he's still gonna serve with joy that basically is gonna leave him to a level of, of apathy he doesn't care anymore whether he is a Russia or not he's still happy so, that can bring a person to lightheadedness God, lightheadedness, God forbid, because the person is going to take it serious because he knows he's doing a virus, and yet he's, he's joyful. So, it doesn't make sense to learn in this simple context that what it says here a person should consider himself a Russia, and therefore, uh, a Roshah, if it means that Russia means to violate the Torah, that would interfere with the service Simcha, or, in the uh, other hand, it would bring the person to lightheadedness, if he could still stay Simcha, even though he knows that he's violating the Torah. But as the Altenebbet will explain, that here we're not talking about a violation of the Torah in the Shavua. Of course, a person needs to know his stand if he does the Torah mitzvah. He is fulfilling it and he needs to understand that that is what he's actually doing, that he's not violating that. But still, the person should feel that his inside hasn't been transformed. That doesn't mean that he is violating anything. That's part of the service, the continuous struggle. Some people struggle with it all their lives, and some people are not meant to even to change it around. That's why it's Yei uh, Sadik that the Shavu is, but at least out Russia tzadik but uh, you know sometimes some people cannot even be the level of a uh, of a tzadik, but yet that won't make him feel bad because a person doesn't have to necessarily change around his inside. That also in his inside he should be a tzaddik. And the statement when it says that Benachal Kirosha is talking about like a rosha, not like you're violating the will of Hashem but like a Russia, like a Bairni who does what Hashem wants, but rather it's only that he has not yet succeeded in transforming his insight. And the Alter Rebbe is going to prove this further from different Chazals, that there are the two aspects about when we talk about a tzaddik, when somebody is righteous, we can talk about sometimes about the righteous in the actuality, in the Machshove, Dibur, and Maise, in his speech, thought, and action, in the actually observance of the Torah and mitzvahs in the poel Mamesh, uh, in his actions, in the uh, uh, revealed way and that we can also uh, there is another aspect of it, a person's level of uh, tzaddik, which is um, more a description where the uh, person stands as far as his insight, has he yet was he yet able to transform himself on the inner level which is not something which is Nagaya, which is which is applied to the actual Torah but rather that's the status of the person, where he stands in his level and connection to Hashem and how much he has transformed his insight Acha'inyan so the Altar Rebbe says now but the idea over here is uh, we find in the Gemara, the Gemara talks of five categories. The Gemara says that there is a tzaddik, there is a righteous person, and the simple meaning of the Gemara, the Gemara talks about a tzaddik there's some, there is a tzaddik, and things go well for him, it's good for him, meaning that in this... World, he has uh, everything good, so he's a righteous and there is good to him. And sometimes there's a tzaddik, that he's a righteous person, but still there's viraloid, things are not going so well. And then we have a Russia, an evil person, uh, that means a uh, person who does bad, but still the things go well for that Russia. In the physical sense, and uh, there is a Russia, another category, a Russia who does bad, but veraloi, and things do not go well for him. Things are bad for him, and then we have a uveinoni. So uveinoni means a person in the middle, middle. He's neither a tzaddik, but he's not a Russia. So who is this? Uh, so these five categories of the tzaddik, which tzaddik? has good in this world and which tzaddik has bad in this world so the Gemara explains, Peshubi Gemara, the Gemara explains that tzaddik v'tayvloy, that who's the tzaddik who has things going well for him that's a tzaddik Gomur. that's a complete tzaddik, a complete tzaddik since he is complete in his righteousness therefore he has no nothing to suffer for in this world, so therefore things go well for him too because he's a complete tzaddik. On the other hand, a tzaddik vedaloy is a tzaddik whose things has who suffers, who has things not going so well for him, things are bad for him, that's a tzaddik she, you know, gamur, and therefore he needs to still suffer in this world and that's why things are physically not as well for him. And uh, the same thing is in the other side that they there is a Russia that is uh, good for him, meaning that um, things go well for him because he's not a Russia Gomor, so he gets paid for some of these good stuff. And then there's a Russia Gomor who who, um, who uh, doesn't have any merits, and therefore things go bad for him. And then you have uh, the uh, beni. So. So far, according to the explanation of the Gemara in this, uh, these categories, the, um, uh, the expression a tzaddik and it's good to him uh, are not expressing the status of the tzaddik. We're not talking about what kind of a tzaddik. The Toiv loy is telling us uh, how his status is Begashmis. He is a tzaddik, he's a righteous person. And V'toy Vloy means uh, that things are going well for him. And then the Gemara explains why does a tzaddik things go well for him? Because he's a tzaddik gomur. So a, a gomor means a complete tzaddik. That's, that that uh, expresses the level of tzitkes, the level of righteousness. So we're saying that he's a tzaddik gomur. But the uh, meaning of the words V'toy uh, in of itself, isn't an expression of a Gomorrah, of what level of a Tzaddik it is, it's just an expression of how uh, things go for a Tzaddik, who is a Tzaddik Gomorrah, as the Gomorrah explains, the, 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 and he gets the But he quotes now from the Raya Mehemne, the Raya is a section in the Zoyar, which is called the Raya in the Pashas Mishpatim Piddush. Over there, he explains that the meaning of the uh, what the gemara says tzadik vetoim over so there he touches specifically that tzadik viraloi so he touches the words of tzadik vraloy shara kafuf according to the rai maham the tzadik Viraloi is not just a description of what takes place uh, it's not just a, uh, a status what happens to him a that things are not well for him but rather it's also another expression of the level of a tzaddik shey the says, tzaddik gomor is a tzaddik shey so the uh, is also called a tzaddik viraloi. that means that notwithstanding the fact that he's a tzaddik he still has Ra. Uh, so now we're going to start seeing already that there is a tzaddik. So, on one hand we're describing him as a tzaddik. The Gomorrah said just he's not a tzaddik, she the a uh, So that means he's not a complete tzaddik, but we haven't yet uh, pinpointed what means not a complete tzaddik. But not a complete tzaddik over here means that he has... A little bit of Ra. So, since we've already, what we're trying to, the Altarebbe is getting over here, that there is two levels over here. There is the one aspect of the tzaddik, which is what he does and it doesn't do. So, they're both tzaddikim. The tzaddikim, they do everything what's right. But there is a tzaddik according to the Ibrahim Ha'am, which means that a tzaddik that only has good, and that is, there is a tzaddik that he doesn't only have good, but he also has uh, a little bit of ra. And that ra and that toiv, those are describing what's going on inside him. The tzaddik is describing the person's level in what he is doing. Uh, that he is doing, he is a tzaddik, He's righteous. In everything that he does, he is righteous. And the second part of v'toivloy is describing that what's going on in his inside. That there is a tzaddik who inside is v'toivloy and there is a tzaddik that is is also a description of his inside that there is a little bit of ra. However, it's only a little bit of ra. Because, as the the Raim says, says, "Sharashaboi," that that ra that's in him is kof vlatoyf, is bent to the to the good, and that's why he would be a tzaddik still. Uh, and not a Beinuni. Because as we will see later on, a Beinuni is also an, essentially a tzaddik in the Machshova uh, Dibra in the actual speech, uh, thought, speech, and action. But the tzaddik is such that he has uh, already taken care and he has subdued a lot of the Ra to Toif. So that means that also his inside has been changed around a lot. But it's still a rally. it's Kafuf Toyf. A Benini, as we will learn later on, hasn't yet succeeded to uh, even bend his Ra to the tov, so there's still a constant struggle in his inside. But the reason why this one is at tzaddik is because vira loy doesn't just mean that he has ra, because that there is no. But this this tzaddik loy is not trying to describe here that he has ra, but it's trying to describe that the ra loy is kafuf to the tov as he's as the uh, zoyer says that I'm so now, according to the Raya Mehemna, there, there is like a duplicate description. Um, the way the Raya Mehemna learns the Pshat in Tzadik V'toivloy and Tzadik uh it seems when the Gemara says Tzadik V'toivloy is Tzadik Gomur and Tzadik is Tzadik Shaina Gomur, we're really talking about the same thing. 'Cause a tzadik gomur is one who has totally transformed his inside. That means tzadik vitoivloi. And a tzadik viraloi means a tzadik she'ene gamur who has not yet totally transformed the Ra that's with inside him. Uh, so why is the Gomorrah then explaining that the Tzadik Vitoivlo we tzadik were basically using Two different terms to describe the same thing. Uh, The way we learned that the Pashas and the Gemara and the Tzadik, those were talking about what the person gets by Gashmis. A tzadig that has good and Gashmis, a Tzadik that has bad and Gashmis. And the tzadig Gemara talked about his level. But according to the Rai Mehemna, the Tzadik and the Tzadik are both... um, a, a, a Tzadik and Tzadik Gomor talk about the same thing they're both describing what level of a Tzadik he is so the al later on in Tanya will explain that the level of Tzadik Gomor tzaddik that the Gomorrah uses to explain that that describes the person's service that the Tzadik serves Hashem uh, from his soul from his soul that um, the reason the person gets the the description of tzaddik uh, is because of his service to Hashem. So there's a tzaddik gomor which means that his love and his service to Hashem is the greatest love he calls it a love of delight. that's a complete love uh, and that describes uh, his connection to Hashem or that the love to Hashem is tzaddik Gamur. he is not a completely in love and connected like the tzaddik gamur. So those are those are descriptions of his connection to Hashem. Whereas the other description of tzaddik v'toyvloy and tzaddik v'raloy are descriptions how the person is dealing with the other parts in himself, how much he has able to conquer and transform himself on his inside. So because the tzaddik gomur, he has a delight in Hashem, he's tzaddik v'tavloy, he is already transformed, there is no ra. Masha'enkin the tzaddik gomur, since he is still in the middle, his ava is not yet as full, as wholesome, he's gomur, and therefore also he has not yet been able to totally transform the ra that's in him, and that's why the Rashabai is still kofv but nevertheless, what do we see from this, uh, what is the Rebbe bringing down, the Rebbe bringing down this desire, this the Gemara and the zayir, To give us again the idea that there's two things that we're talking about, we see in the Gemara over there. It's not just about the uh, Torah and Mitzvahs in actuality, machshava or violating, that's not, there's another level, there's a, something that we're talking about of the toivloy. we're talking about virala we're talking about, we're talking about Rasha kof of that there is another whole other aspect which a person needs to attain to become a tzaddik more than just doing the uh, Torah and mitzvahs. And further, he's going to bring now another Gemara, which we also see the by Gemara in the Gemara and the end of the ninth chapter of brachis. We also it says over there tzaddikim yeter Toiv that the righteous people are judged uh, by their uh, Yetzir ta'if, their good inclination judges them, or controls them, and the Rishayim, but by the evil people, Yetzir hara The Yetzir hara controls them. Um, now, the Lashen is going to uh, learn later on what does it mean when it says, Shoiftam, uh, judges them, judges them is in meaning has control, uh, so the actual meaning of control means it's more than just what they do, but this is an issue of inside who controls them, and then it says over there, the average, the middle person, not the Tzadik, not the Russia, we say, ze voze they both control them, the Yitzar Tayyip and the Yitzar control them. And the Shayftan means judges them, and judge them means that is in charge, rules them. Uh, so the al will actually explain uh, later on that this ruling means what goes on in their inside. A ruling over here means who has the say, who pushes, who has a say on the inside, but not who, um, what they do, because even the ben although he is ruled by the Yetzirah, also together with the Yetzirah but that doesn't mean that he violates the Torah, as we're going to see later on. But the Amr Rabbes so on the Gemara over there, Rabbes says with regards to this, he says Kigoyin So when he was teaching his students, he says, for example, take me, I'm the middle person. So he placed himself as an example of a Beinun. Omar Le Abaye. So Abaye says to him, to Rabbi when he places a Beinuni, Lishavak Mar He says, you are. Uh, not leaving life to any creation. Meaning that you're condemning everybody to death. And basically because uh, if you're a Benuni, uh that means that everybody under you, who's in a lesser level the you, is a Russia. And the Russians are, not, uh, are considered even uh, by are called dead. So it means that you're condemning us all to death because you're saying that you don't live life for us. So, over here, too, uh, for Rabbah, as the al will say later on, uh, for Rabbah to uh, say of himself that he was a, a Beynuni, an average person, the Rebbe is going to prove, must mean that the uh the, Bainuni, the description of the Tzadik Beynunim and the Rishoyim is not the description of their... Actual uh, doing, whether they're violating the Torah and mitzvahs or not, because the uh, the if it was uh, so, then Rabe could not possibly say, as the Alter will talk later on, he could not possibly say that he was a benoni, uh, and, um, and 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 therefore the Alter is going to prove um, that the Bainuni uh, description is really of the of of their level of their insight, as we learned before. <speaking in Hebrew> uh, that even though that you are everybody says <speaking in Hebrew> that a person should consider himself like a uh like a Be'nuni, meaning kirasha <speaking in Hebrew> that he that he has insight, uh, hasn't transformed himself on the inside. And uh, and that's why Rabbi said about himself uh, that he was a beneri, And Abaye argued and he said, still, uh, as far as that goes. But the Altarebbe, before the Altarebbe is going to bring this proof, he says, first Ulehovin calls the Bayer Hetif. To understand this very well, this uh, the statement of Rava is going to explain uh, the level of the Behnuni and the level of the war and the inside and what does it mean to transform oneself, etc. Uh, so the uh, Al-Talebi here is saying we have to understand this well. Uh, um, how could there be such a disagreement over here between Abayi and Rabbe? Abayi and Rabbi. Rabbi claims that he's a Benin. If we should just approach it from the uh, perspective of the Torah observance of Torah Mitzvah not violating or not. So, besides the fact that we have a problem, how could Rabbe make such a mistake and say that he's a Benin? But the question would be, this is something which is very, uh, very obvious. Um, is Rabbi an observant Jew or not an observant Jew? How could Rabbi and Abaye be arguing about a fact whether Rabbi is an observant Jew or not? So, Rabbi says he's a Bainani. That means he has 50-50 if we're going to... In other words, sometimes he violates the Torah, doesn't violate the Torah, And Abaye said saying no, what does it mean he does not So, how does it change the fact? If Ravah is a is a 50-50. If we should say that um, that uh, a tzaddik, ben is only, the description is only with regards to what goes on in the actuality, in the machsov of in the, whether one violates the Torah, fulfills the Torah, or violates the Torah in his action. Or not. So the al is saying, love calls a obeyed to understand this. Very well. Because the al will explain later on, that really this is not just a question about violating Torah Mitzvahs or not. That's not what it's about. Because of course, Rabbi didn't make such a mistake. Of course that wouldn't be a dispute between Abaya and Rabbi. The question over here is a totally different question. Is what's going on with Rabbi's insight? rabbe said that the tzaddikim are judged meaning who pulls them judged him is who pulls them who pulls on them who controls them just the uh, tzaddik and the rush is pulled just by the by the uh, uh, by the Yitzhak. so the benoni is one that is pulled by both it doesn't mean that he does, he doesn't listen as the al will explain at length he doesn't listen to what the Yetzirah says, he doesn't listen to what the Nefshah Bahami says, but yet he's being pulled so that's something which there is a dispute whether he is um, considered a Benoni, Rabbi considered himself being pulled by the Yetzirah too, as we find Hayyibanecho Kirosha and Abaye thought that there needs to be even a tzaddik in the level that is not even pulled by the HRS to transform his inside. Because otherwise, the because we need such tzaddikim too. Tzaddikim that are totally transformed themselves. The world cannot exist without them. Or, and therefore, uh, he argued differently. But now we can understand what the dispute was. But let's go fight Further, the al is going to prove this point, trying to prove the point that there is more than just the external machshavah di brumaisa that applies. That is a play when we discuss tzadikim and rishoyim. Also, we need to understand mashia mar iev. What Eev said in the Gemara Baba Basidah Peidik Aleph, he says over there Rabbeinu Shalolom, Master of the Universe, but also tzadikim, but also rishoyim. In his complaining to Hashem about uh, in his uh, pain and his misery that uh, Iyoif went through, he was uh, sort of saying that everything has been predestined. So why is God uh, demanding or uh, expecting from people to be other than he has already created them? He says, you have created the tzaddikim and you have created the rishoyim. So the question is, about tzaddik virasha loiko What is Eve saying? It's not like Eve was making up stories. I mean, Eve said that you created to show shoyim, but the truth of the matter is that the Gemara relates that the Malach asks Hakadosh Baruch Hu, about each one who is about to be born, whether he's going to be wise or foolish, strong or weak. He asks a all different question: What is this person going to be? But there is no mention over there whether it's going to be a tzaddik in the rasha because that is given over to the uh... choice, the free choice of the person so why does Eve say that you have created tzaddikim, you have created rishayim which is not, it's not the case that Hashem has created tzaddikim and rishayim but the way the Alta Rebbe will explain later that although there is a tzaddik in the rasha whether a person will do, violate the Torah mitzvahs and be a tzaddik in the level of not violating Torah mitzvahs or a Russia to violate Torah mitzvahs, of course that is not determined and that is given to the choice of the person, but yet on a deeper level of a tzaddik whether a person should be able to transform his inside whether he should reach the level that the Ra should be so that he should totally transform himself that he should not be pulled he should not be judged at all by the evil and not be given even too tempted by his that is something which as al will explain which means some people cannot uh, attain that level some people cannot never attain that level of a tzaddik and uh, the Baros the, the, the also meaning not being able to be a tzaddik but not in the sense of a Russia of actually doing bad or uh, violating the Torah, that's some of some people have to struggle all their lives but they still have the ability and the, and the uh, expectation of them is that they should uh, Do the Torah mitzvahs in a in a positive uh, way I mean, all the Torah mitzvahs. So therefore, that will explain Yiv's, uh That's the that will explain uh, uh complaint. Gam, and a further proof to this is all is from just trying to examine what the baynuni is from the level to examine, what would mean the benini, the average, the person that is in between a tzaddik and a roshab? The question is, there could be, it seems like there could be no in-between. If all that we're dealing with is the actuality, the speech, thought and action, whether one violates the Torah in speech, sources in thought, speech and action, or he doesn't violate the Torah thought, speech and action. Those are the if that's the only question, then what does it mean that somebody is in the middle? How could you be abiding in the middle? Because there's no such thing in the middle. If you violate anything, you're not a tzaddik. Uh, in order to be a tzaddik, you're not. You cannot violate anything. So, how could one be? a person in the middle it doesn't work by 50-50 saying if you do 50 mitzvahs half of your mitzvahs and half of uh that's not a tzaddik, that's not a benedit that's a rosha, any Avera is a rosha the Alta is going to bring others, it. it doesn't matter what kind of an Avera you do you are considered a rosha by doing any violation so what does it mean a bainani? how could you be in the middle? It's no, there is no middle ground over here Either you violate the Torah or you don't violate the Torah. If we're talking about a different level, not about the level of actually observance of Torah and Mitzvahs, so then we can understand. That's what they are. Then we understand that the Benoni is such who doesn't violate any of the Torah and Mitzvahs. The only thing is that he still has to deal with his inside, there is a pull to do evil, there's a pull from both sides, there's a pull from the evil side, there's a pull from the good side, but he doesn't do any, any of it, but if we so that's going to prove, that's why he's bringing this, to prove that point, that there is something else that we have to take into consideration, and that is just by trying to look Besides trying to see the Tzadi Gamur, and the and, and the Eve, we just have to look at one thing. What is battery We see the Gemara mentions five categories, and one of the categories is Abenari. What is the category of Abenari that the Gemara ent- mentions? So the Gamla knows understand Mahus, what is the essence? What is what is it? The madreigas habenin, the love of benin. Shabevadai, of course, a benin wouldn't be any mechtz zuchuys, Couldn't be fifty percent merit and fifty percent sin. So benin would mean in the middle, be smack in the middle. Russia has one hundred percent avonis, a tzaddik has one hundred percent Mitzvahs and a benin is 50-50 Fifty percent mitzvahs, fifty percent merit, and fifty percent amidas. That would be impossible. Shim Kane, if that was the case, that that would be a benoni. A rabba atzmi loymer shuhu benoni. So how could the rabbi make a mistake before quoting the Gemara that he's a benoni? How would he even think that he's a benoni? Did the rabbi, could it possibly be? Could it possibly be? That Rabbi made a mistake like that. I mean, this wasn't something Rabbi was trying to play a game here. He was teaching his students about the Gemara over there, that the Gemara, he quoted the Gemara over there. It says, So he was saying that he's a Bereni, that is Zeb is a Benini. And he said that he is a Bereni. But if he was talking about uh, half and said half a that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, impossible. And it's known, Number one, the leipasik Pum that his mouth never ceased from learning, he always learned. So that means that he always spent his time in quantity, he spent, he always learned. So to the extent that he learned so much, that the Malach could not dominate over him, he couldn't kill him, he couldn't take his life, he couldn't take his soul, because he was learning until he had to find uh, ways of taking his soul by making him interrupt his learning so we see that his learning was constantly and it was at a level that the of uh, his was not able to uh, dominate and take him up. so in such a person <speaking in Hebrew> how could he uh, sin in half sins um if we said a ben does one Avera, maybe Rabbi made a mistake, he did one Avera, or he did two Averas, we can say that maybe it was a mistake like that. But the word ben has the meaning he's a person in the middle ground. Middle, and Zev, Zev, as we learned, that would mean 50 for the uh, Yetzirah, so 50 for the Yetzirah. So, so that would mean that he had a 50-50, not one or two. So how could he make such a mistake in half since Chaz Misholem, the mechza in half, that half of his of all of his doings would be sins God forbid, how could that be even a mistake so even if we should say that he had a miscalculation about himself but it couldn't be 50% of the averus. and besides, now the Altarev is going to say besides looking at what Rabbi says if we just evaluate what we mean when we say a benuni you'll have to come to the conclusion that Abaynon, isn't talking about actual violations of Torah Mitzvahs. Just like my rabbi, we're going to explain that what we're talking about here is not that he violated uh, any Mitzvahs. He did all the Mitzvahs. The mistake was the rabbi thought that his inside, he did all the mitzvahs, he thought he was a beninim, that what? that Zebez shoif to him, he thought that he's being pulled, side by the etzer, say by the etzer, but not that he's violating anything, of course he didn't violate anything, but that can also be proven, that a beninim is such, that doesn't do any avidus, because there is no such a thing as, doing even one or small and to be called a beninim, and further, when would a person be called a Beinani? At the time that he's doing a sin, if he didn't repent, before he repents, then he's called a Roshah, a complete Roshah. There's no Beinani then. He's not going to be a Beinani because he just did one sin or he just did two sins, uh, three sins. No. And if after he did the Avera, he repented on those Averas, then he could tzadik om, He was going to be called a, uh, a complete tzadik. So which means that the person doing tshuva is a complete tzadik. So at the time of the Avera he's a roshah, at the time that he does tzadik, he's a tzadik. Now, the Altarab is going to go on saying that it doesn't matter, there is no kind of an Avera which doesn't make you a roshah. There's no easy Aveda, light Aveda, small Aveda. Every Aveda makes you a Rasha. Even one who transgresses a very light prohibition of the words of the sages. So it's not based on the Torah, it comes from the rabbis, and this person uh, transgresses their prohibition. Maybe you'll say, well, that's not a Rasha, but he's also making a Rasha it's also called a Russia. So you don't have to violate a prohibition of the Torah to be called a Rasha, even violating an Israel Rabbonon. It's called a Rasha. As we find in the second chapter of Nasech the Yobamas, and the first chapter of Nida. And over there too, so over there we see, so, you know, anything you violate, a small Israel Rabbonon is still a Russia. Now, even in a situation where you didn't violate anything by yourself, but you didn't protest somebody else that was violating an Avera, that also will render you, you can't say, that also makes you a Russia. And even one who has the ability to protest somebody else violating, and he didn't protest, and even if you didn't do anything, is also Nikola Russia. This is also you called a Rasha. Which means, so we can't say that that's a benoni. The the in the second, sixth chapter of the Shavus. So because she came the v'chaymer, and then it goes without saying. So here we're talking about violating prohibitions. But what happens when one violates such averes, which are almost impossible uh, to uh, protect oneself? Is not violating uh a prohibition, but he is violating not performing the mitzvah all the time that he has to do it. So the Kosh goes without saying, even there, even Micha, this is not you yourself where you didn't protest. But for sure when one is Mavatl is a mitzvah I say, he is uh doesn't do, he nullifies some sort of a positive mitzvah that he had the ability to uh, observe, and he doesn't do it, kimoy. let's take for an example a very difficult mitzvah. Even a very difficult mitzvah that a person is about, cannot do, he cannot, that he didn't do. Like, for example, one who has the ability to occupy himself in Torah, and he didn't do it. So he wasted a minute, he wasted time that he had the ability to study Torah, and he didn't utilize it. So, that for sure in the Russia at that time that's not excusable and the Rikosh Kevuk is the Mitzvah Saseim in Torah. so all of Dosh Zal, our sages say about him very very serious punishment for a person like that the Apostle says ha-v'ayim bozo, for the word of Hashem he has shamed he degraded because if you leave the word of Hashem you leave the word of Torah out studying it and you have the ability to study it you are degrading the word of Hashem and the Torah gives the punishment. He cut his to cut his Should certainly be cut off. So we see that there's a serious penalty uh, for that. Now, Upshita, so since there is such a penalty, we're not gonna say he's still a bainer because he couldn't take care of it and uh, he, he didn't uh, he didn't uh, he didn't do the mitzvah, he's still not considered a Russia. And of course that he would be called a Russia more than one who transgresses just a prohibition which is of the sages that we mentioned before. So although there is no a specific source right now that uh, the person is a Russia for this, but we know how serious offense it is because the punishment is so it's obviously that he would be called a Russia. We can't call this person a Benoni. So, it seems that there could be no violation of any sort and for the person still to be a Benoni and not a Russia. So, we can't say over here, so what is the Benoni? So be if so so we have to say that this he does not even have that level of sin of wasting time of Torah and that level of uh, is even though it's an but it's something which is very uh, difficult to one protect himself and the Gemara says that one of the that we pray every day to forgive us is for the sin of little Torah because no one can uh, a person cannot protect themselves from such an Ave. So now that we're saying that a Bainani is not discussing the violation of, of Mitzvah because otherwise there would be no bainini. How could there be a bainini? It'd be a Russia. Now that we're saying that we're discussing here the level something else what's going on inside but it's not about the actual observance of Torah and because of this Torah that's why now we also understand why Rabbi can make a mistake and think of himself that he's a average that he's a Be'nuni. because we've concluded he doesn't even waste the time of Torah so the fact that he didn't stop learning Still doesn't mean that he's more than a bainani, because a beni doesn't stop learning. So, what is a beni? How is a beni different from a Tzadik This is what we're going to explain. The difference is in his level and his inside. How much he has transformed himself or not. As the Tani will go out and explain this whole idea. Da'agot. Now now, in the zayar, on the third uh, section, on page number from and aleph, over there it says, uh, "Whoever his sin are fewer would be considered a tzaddik v'naloy." So we see that also in the description of the zayar, it seems that the lesser Averis is called a Tzaddik V'Raloi. So, therefore, a Bayrani would mean one who has 50% Averis. So, in other words, that the Tzaddik is a description, not of his status, how he dealt with his Ra, how he dealt with his inside, that we're dealing with that, but we're actually dealing if he has Averis, because it's called Shemot Maven uh and then Abenner would be in 50% of Vedas. so so he shailes Abamuna Leo that wasn't Abamuna asking Leo over there uh i believe he chose Leo's but according to Leo's response in that zayer is zadig The zadig verali is what messiah called so Brian have the pasmesh lil fits is is like the rhyme hemne said in the Pasha Mishpatim before, that Vir'aloi is not a Vedas, but Vir'aloi is that he still has part of the evil in himself, but that it's Kofu for the Torah. And the Altarebbe Rebbe says, V'shivim Ponim La Torah. There are 70 uh, ways, 70 faces for the Torah. So as the Rebbe explains, that the Alta Rebbe doesn't mean here to say, shivim Ponim La Torah, that there is that possibility too. Because we've just proved from all these uh, sources that the Tzaddik uh, Viralloi and the Benuri could not be possibly talking about Avedis. So how are we saying that this is 70 faces to the Torah? So the Rebbe explains that this is what he's telling you is how could even uh Mnuna, Think that the pshat is that it means that who has fewer would be called a when there is such difficulty of the questions of all the presented questions that Altele presents here that it can't be so. So he thought that this was one of the seventy phases of the Torah, not that this is the final pshat. And uh, basically, Yehoshua is saying to him that it's not even one of the seventy. Uh, face of the Torah. So, Rishim Panim La is not telling us now the way the Rebbe learns that this is a possibility, this is another face of Torah, but we can't learn it. Rishim Panim La was his thought. But Elio is telling that it's not even one of the 70 Panim La Torah. So, it's, the way the Rebbe learns it's not the Panim La It's Rishim Panim La That was his question. But we have to say, according to leo Hosham, this is not even one of the 70 faces of the Torah.